Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. My lounge co-host and paid ad strategist, Nicole Dietrich, is here today to talk to us about why starting ads in Q4 is a good idea, why they're actually less expensive during this time, something I didn't believe until she proved me wrong, and the only two ad campaigns you need to see success during the holiday season. Plus, we'll dive into a little bit of mindset when it comes to investing in paid media, something I myself have shifted on big time over the last year. Let's get right into it. Hey, Nicole, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jessica. So excited to be here. So excited to have you. I know we spend so much time together, but I feel like we don't always get enough time to chat here on the podcast and share what's kind of new and happening in ads. And since we're in Q4, (laughs) like it's here, holiday is right around the corner. I really wanted to take this time to talk to the audience about ads in Q4, because if they've been hanging out with me for a while, they've absolutely heard me say Q4 is not the time to start ads if you're doing it by yourself and that ads are more expensive because that's what I've always heard. But after hanging out with you (laughs) for the last few years, I have now learned that ads are actually more expensive in Q4. And while you still shouldn't go it alone, right, if you're doing it by yourself, but ultimately Q4 is a good time to start ads, right? Yes. I love this because this is like the best stigma to break with people who are like on the cusp of wanting to dive into ads. But the reason it's not more expensive is because we have more eyeballs and we have more people who are in the ready to buy mindset. So it's a lot easier to get them to say yes. If we're doing lead generation, it's much easier because everyone's looking for the deals or the people who are looking for the deals are ready to sign up for them. And I think the thing here to clarify with you, because you are right to a capacity that Q4 may not be the best time for some people to start ads. And that's if you're doing it alone and thinking you're an ads expert without any training. I mean, we both probably heard this, but people are like, I've done Facebook and Instagram ads. They sucked. And then I asked the question of, well, did you get any real training on it? Like, did you actually go through a course? Was it just so-and-so said, do these three things? Because ads is something that is technical. It takes some skill and some understanding. And when I ask that question, a lot of them say no. You know, I tried to do the ad things on my own too, and it didn't work. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, they try to make it seem easy. You know, Facebook does want to get a few bucks from us when they can here and there. But you also have to remember, Facebook wants us making money off of their ads so we continue to spend money. 
Like they're not making money off of our sales or making it to where we're not getting X amount of sales. Like they're making money based off of our spend. So the more we spend, right, the more they make. And the more we make, the more we're going to spend. So, you know, they're trying to work through it with us. Absolutely. And I wanted to start with that because I know that that is a hang up for a lot of people. So thank you for sharing and clarifying. And let's just pretend for everyone, even if you're not 100% convinced listener, just pretend that you are. Q4 is a good time to start ads. Tell us what ads during this time should look like. What should we be setting up? How do we approach it? What do we do? Yeah. So ads, remember, is a portion of your marketing strategy. And something I want to say here is that it does not have to take a lot of time, okay? As you scale and as you grow ads and you spend more money, it does become more timely. But you can do ads yourself and see really good success if you're trained properly. So I want to put that out there without spending tens and tens of hours a week on them. And so what we do is because ads is a portion of your marketing strategy, a lot of clients will move some of their time that they're using organically that maybe isn't making them a ton of money and put that time into doing ads. And I highly recommend doing this and kind of putting things into different boxes, right, of how much time you want to spend on stuff based off of the money or the leads that it's bringing you. If you do that, and let's say your goal is that ads are bringing you in 25% of your leads or 25% of your revenue, this is how you build out that funnel. For Q4, the best funnel that Jessica and I teach, especially within the lounge, is something where we're getting people excited about your Black Friday offers or whatever you may want to call it. I have a client that calls it Rainbow Sparkle Friday. I love it, right? So whatever (laughs) you want to call it, we're getting leads or new customers, potential customers, into your space. How do we do that? We have this offer that says, hey, join this early access list. You're going to get first dibs on our products or you're going to get these discounts. Whatever that is, we create a lead magnet for our Black Friday offer. From there, we have to remember we need to have a nurture sequence, which Jess tells you guys all of the time. But just a reminder, we need some nurturing emails or they're not going to buy. From that point, when the Black Friday sale is live, we then create what I like to call middle of funnel retargeting ads. These middle of funnel retargeting ads are going to remind the people who've been engaging with you on your website or social media and those people who've opted into your Black Friday sale lead gen list that, hey, it's live, come by. So again, that's two campaigns. Really, really simple. Does not have to take a lot of your time and is really easy to learn because we have a course in the lounge to teach you this. But this funnel makes people so much money. Because not only does it re-engage people who haven't bought yet and are wanting to buy during Black Friday holiday season, but it also really helps nurture the people who are brand new to you from that lead gen list to buy at an opportune time as well. Especially if this is like your highest percentage or money back sale during the year. It's really about messaging too, which I like to talk about. You have to understand your customers with ads. And if you guys are getting sales organically, You understand some of it, and that's what you want to optimize with ads. Amazing. So just to clarify, we'll zoom out. It's basically two ads that you're setting up. The first one is lead gen that you're going to be sending to cold audiences, right, to get new eyeballs on your business. And the goal of that is for them to sign up for your email so that they can get early access to whatever offers you have. 
And maybe you're not doing a sale, but you have a new collection launch, something like that. It will work for that as well. You're obviously going to come into the list. You're going to send them some emails. You need to have a special flow for these people. You can't just like have them come on and then ghost, right? We have to keep them excited from the moment they sign up to when it's actually time to buy. And then once that sale goes live, then we're going to use retargeting ads to hit the new people who just signed up, right? We want to remind them, okay, it's time to shop. And yes, you are sending this information through email, but, and I talked about this, I will get the episode number, put it in the show notes for you. But in the omni-channel marketing campaign, we talk about hitting them from all angles like a pinball machine. And so these retargeting ads are allowing you to do that as well. And so they're going to go to those new people and the people who have already been engaging with you throughout the whole year. Some of your best customers like Black Friday weekend email inboxes are like Twitter feeds. I say this all the time. That doesn't mean you don't send email. Yes, you send email sometimes depending upon the size of your list and your offers. I'm going to tell you to send two emails per day, but not everyone's going to see that. They're not going to see your organic stuff. So this is just one more touch point and a way that you can ramp up that experience where customers are like, all right, I saw this in my email and I saw it on Instagram and I saw it in an ad, like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm coming, I'm (laughs) shopping, I'm here, I'm doing it. But that's what it takes to get someone to take action. So one of the things that I want to kind of talk about before we move on is paying for customers that you already have. Because I know that this is a point of contention for a lot of people. Can you just speak to us about that and why we need to just get out of our own way and (laughs) invest a little money into it? Yeah. I mean, this is something that most of our clients have a problem with before saying yes to ads. But most of you have realized this year has been a lot different than the past three. And most of you have seen revenue dips and you're like, why the hell would I invest more money when I'm not making more money right now? But most likely your revenue dip is not due to lack of new customers. It's due to the less spending of your higher repeat customers. So I've been doing a lot of research on this and I talked to Jessica about this a lot because we have a lot of clients that we work with together. But I've noticed a trend this year where I'm like, okay, well, great. We're not losing first-time customers. It's not like that's being lower than normal. It really is those repeat customers. It's our buyer cycle, right? Jess, is that what we call it? Like if they're buying within every 90 days? Yes. Kind of like the consumable product buy rate. That consumable product normal buy rate has become much longer than it was in the past years. So for one of our clients in particular, their buy rate was like every 30 days it's now doubled slash tripled to where they're buying every 60 to 90 days. And due to that lengthening of that buyer behavior, the revenue or the repeat customer revenue has dropped quite a bit. And all of that has to do more so with the economy than your marketing or anything else you're doing. So you're probably feeling like you're having to work a lot harder for the same kind of revenue you're making in the last couple of years. The reason you want to pay for these repeat customers to come back is because then you're not having to work as hard to get them back with your organic marketing. You're paying somebody to support you with that or you're paying yourself or not paying yourself. Shoot, that happens all the time as business owners. But ads, what it does is it helps catch them in that moment and remind them, hey, you need to buy. And during Black Friday, 
we already have plenty of reasons for them to say yes to us again. And when they're repeat customers, they're way easier. Guys, they're 10 times easier to say yes to a sale than a new customer. So spending that money, yes, on the front end feels bad because you're like, oh, they're already a customer. But really, you're saving so much money because they're 10 times more likely to buy from you than a new person. And I love to do the math problems of things because for me, math speaks, data speaks. Look at your lifetime value from customers who buy more than one time from you. If your lifetime value is in the 300s, 500s plus, you can spend a couple of bucks on getting them to come back and buy again. Yeah. And they're more likely to spend more. I think it's 10 times easier to convert them and they spend like five times more. I don't remember the exact statistics, but it's a really big difference. So it is worth it. And one of the things I talk about a lot, especially with organic right now, everyone we talk to in the lounge, everyone is struggling. Some of the biggest businesses we work with, they are struggling with organic reach on social. It's just trash right now. It really just is. And that's part of the reason why I haven't posted in months at this point, because I'm like, I could create better podcast content. I can go do a guest spot in someone else's program. There's other things I can do that is going to bring me a bigger return, even though it's probably more output but the return is better. So you can think of ads that same way. With social, I always tell you, if you can only create a social post or send an email, I'm going to tell you to send the email because you're going to make more money from the email. And this same thing is true. And the other thing too, is when you're talking about doing paid social, is that makes you active on social without having to create new content. So if you feel like, oh, well, then it's going to look like I've ghosted. Well, no, you're just going to be paid instead of organic. And more than 3% of your people are going to see your stuff. So there's a lot of good reasons why you should do it. And don't think about it as like, oh, I have to pay for this customer again. Just think about it as, now I'm getting in front of my people. I'm cutting the line with everyone else that's trying to get their attention. And that's really all it is. And that's okay. It's just the nature of the business that we live in. Like people are not successful on Amazon if they don't do paid ads on Amazon. Correct. A hundred percent. Like it just is. There's a reason why well-known brands spend millions of dollars to advertise during the Super Bowl. It's the reason why they'll pay five grand a month for a billboard because they just want to be in front of you all the time. It's the reason why I tell you to send a whole ton of emails, even if not every single one makes money. It's just so that when they're ready to buy, you are top of mind. And so retargeting ads can be thought of the same way. One other thing I wanted to mention is as Nicole said, we share a lot of clients and one of them reached out to me last week or so. And she was like, you know, something weird is happening on my website. The add to cart percentage is way lower than it used to be. And she kind of gave me this date range where things started to look off. She was like, hey, can you just take a peek at this and see, like, I just want to make sure there's nothing broken on my site. Like what's happening? And so when I looked at the numbers a little bit deeper during that time frame, her traffic and revenue from email was down over 50%. So 
Yes, her add to cart rate was lower, but that was because the traffic were newer, colder people coming from ads, not like her ride and die repeat customers. So it wasn't a website problem. It was a traffic problem. And that just goes to show how those repeat customers that we've been relying on, it's not that they're not still worth the effort. They absolutely are. But they're tightening the purse strings a little bit. And maybe this particular customer, they buy more of the product than they could ever possibly use. And so I think they're just curbing that habit a little bit right now and being a little bit more realistic about how much of this particular product they need. It's not anything wrong with her business. She just needs some new people. So I just wanted to mention that because it really drives home everything we've been talking about. So when it comes to who it is that we should be targeting, so we obviously talked about hitting cold audiences for lead gen, the retargeting for the new people and our existing engaged people. Are there any other customer segments we should be thinking about that maybe aren't super obvious that we need to know? Yeah, I mean, I would say you have to remember your first party data is queen, I like to say, but king. So everyone who's in your email list, and this is something that Jessica and I have all of our members do at the beginning of the year, but like auditing your spaces, who maybe was a top buyer that has slowed down. So there's a lot of things in your email that you guys can create segments from to see, okay, who is a buyer who's bought three plus times, but hasn't bought in 90 days, 60 days, whatever that buyer journey is that you're wanting people to repeat. That's a segment you could send an ad to and say, hey, we miss you, right? Like super casual, whatever your brand voice is. And we wanted to make sure that you saw what was new here at the shop. Really easy. Obviously, during Black Friday, we're focused on the sale. Be like, hey, we don't want you to miss this. We want to make sure that you're a part of our thank you Black Friday sale, whatever it is that you're wanting to call it. Again, you have all of these tools. It's just maneuvering them and implementing them to work best for you and your business. But there are tons of people who've purchased from you a couple of times who have maybe fallen off the tracks that I highly recommend hitting with an ad or adding to that list of people that you're hitting with your retargeting ads during Black Friday. Because a lot of people are like, well, if I use all the people in my email list, should they get hit? Yes. But being more specific, you guys, with your lists that you add to your audience segments are really going to help make sure that ad is hitting those people first. So I love being as specific as possible. Also, when you're segmenting people down like this, a lot of us get caught in our feels. We feel things aren't working. (laughs) It doesn't look like it's working, but feelings aren't fact. That has been a saying I've said all year this year because our feelings have been a part of what's happening in this world. So doing segments like that might actually surprise you guys with how well they've been doing or surprise you with missed opportunities that now you can take good action towards and make sure you're optimizing. Yeah. Another great way to think about this, too, is depending upon your product, you probably have people that come and shop with you during the holiday because somebody in their life is your perfect customer. They might not be, but someone in their life is. So maybe they only shop with you during the holidays. And so I would even go back, maybe it's two years to say, hey, who shopped with me during October through December in 2021? So look at 2021 and 2022. 
who are the people that shopped with you during that time and hit them with an ad? And it's really important, like Nicole said, understanding your customer and segmenting them out this way so that you can tailor what that ad says. If you know that these people have only ever shopped with you during Q4, it's a pretty safe bet that they are buying gifts for other people. So you can create copy and imagery that speaks to this great gift that you have. Send them to your gift guide or whatever it is that you create or feature one individual product that makes a really great gift and just use that copy to that group of people. And you can test it out with the other segments, obviously, if you have a good gift giving product, but maybe you have those repeat customers that do shop with you every 60 days. They're not necessarily buying gifts. They're shopping for themselves. So they just want to know what deals you have and what new stuff you have. And so you can tailor the ad content to them. Speaking of ad content, because this just came up on a lounge call the other day. I think it was our latest happy hour Q&A. Let's talk a little bit about ad creative. So we have a lot of examples of this. Oh, another one that just came through with someone who just started ads like a few weeks ago and she's doing great. She's already getting purchases and I think she spent like $30 so far, but she got four purchases of like a $100 product. But she was testing video and static image. Listeners, which one do you think did better? All the gurus would have you think video, 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 video. And what we see time and time again, static image outperforms video every time. So are you still seeing that with your clients? Oh, yeah. I think what I've noticed with this, and this just kind of popped in as talking about it, when we are doing a static image or a carousel, you instantly can read what that's saying or swipe through it. With the video, it takes time to watch the video. I think people nowadays are over it. They're like, unless it's a YouTube thing and I'm learning how to do something or a DIY, I've noticed that works really well. Or like service providers, at times that can work well. I think they're just like, I want to freaking know what this product is or what I'm getting. And the static images tell them that instantly. They don't have to pause to read it or to learn it or to watch it. But yeah, those are still continuing to do the best out of any other creative I try to test. And I'm okay with that, to be honest with you. The thing that we were talking about earlier too with like the paid versus organic, the only thing that looks different, you guys, in an ad is that it says right at the top, right under your name of your business page, sponsored. Most people don't even notice. They're like, this looks like a normal post to me, but it's highlighting this cool. It's exactly what I wanted. Oh my gosh, I was just talking about this the other day. How did Facebook know? So to me, that creativity wise, if it's on brand, obviously a lot of people get stuck over it. It doesn't even always have to be like the best on brand thing ever for it to work. It really doesn't. Oh my gosh. I think I've told this story before. I mean, obviously, Nicole has tested this with a ton of clients and she sees these same results all the time because I've like been there for the conversations with the clients that we share. But even for us with the lounge, she had some ads running and I'm such a design snob. And I was like, oh, I don't really love those. I made some other ones. Can we test these out? And we did. And guess what? The ones that I made bombed and the other ones just continued to do way better. So, you know, just like, 
who cares? If they're coming and buying, who freaking cares? That's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. And it's hard, too, because I went to school and I double majored. So I majored in advertising, which advertising is different than like graphics and marketing. Right. I learned portions of that, but I learned what mentally and subconsciously made people want to take action. Right. So to me, I don't get attached to designs, graphics. I'm like, what does the data say? Is it making us money? Is it doing (laughs) what we want it to do? Like, I am not soul attached to any of the things we create. There are a lot of people who are. And I get it and I nurture that. But I'm here and you're here. All of you are here listening to this to make money. Money. We're not here to be the prettiest, to have the vanity metrics. Like, yeah, sure, it's nice, whatever. But let me tell you, there are plenty of people who do not have thousands of thousands of followers who have lots of money in their bank account, right? (laughs) And maybe they aren't the best designers out there, but they're doing good with their marketing and their sales. And I think that is really important to just mention on that as well. Yeah. And another thing too, I recorded an episode with another e-commerce business owner that is going to be publishing either next week or the week after. I don't remember. Follow the podcast. If you don't already, you'll get an alert. But the big switch she made this year and saw insane growth. I'm not going to tell you the number, but it's in the title of the episode. So you'll know when it's the one I'm talking about was really investing in paid media and just like getting out of her own way in the dollar amount that she's investing and all of that. And so I went and I looked at her ads because, by the way, guys, if you didn't already know, you can go to Facebook ad library and you can pull up whoever your competitor is, your favorite brands, and you can see the ads that they're running. You can see the copy and you can see the visual. You can't see the audience, unfortunately, but you can see the visual piece of it. And her ads, single image of her product. Yes, it's a model shot. But that's all it is. And then some of them only have one word of copy on them. We make this so much harder than it needs to be. So much harder. Yep. I think we make everything harder than it needs to be. I think we do that because of the lack of our own knowledge in things. We assume that it has to be this hard, tedious process. And at times it is because we have to make sure our audience is there and all of these. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. But like we tell you all over and over again, it's about the audience. If you're hitting people who are your buyers, they're going to buy. Whether it's shitty graphic, whether it's shitty copy, it's hitting the right people, they're going to buy. Now, when you perfect that graphic or that copy, is it going to help conversion rate? 100%. That's what you're looking to do. But when you have your audience down, you guys, and you have a message that says, hey, this is why you should buy this, they're going to buy. Getting in front of the right people. That's why organic works. You guys know that that works, right? Organically, if you can actually get in front of the right people. (laughs) That's the problem, right? People don't see it, but ads they're going to see. Yeah, great point. Okay. So for those who have been listening and they're like thinking about it and they're like, okay, maybe this is possible for me. Okay, I get that I can start ads in Q4, but I'm like, I don't know. What would you say to the person who's hesitant to invest in ads right now, whether it's fear around the economy or they're like just not sure if they can do it? 
Well, I first want to talk about a story. Okay, because <laughs> it's a really good story. And it's a conversation I was having with another marketer. And it was something that I've done deep research in this year. So actually, I have quite a bit of knowledge on it. But I've had a lot of people stop advertising this year due to being in this like, oh, I'm not super profitable. I don't think ads are maybe doing as much as they say they're doing. And businesses tank because organic sucks. Email is much harder to get people to come back and rebuy. But I wanted to do research on big brands and what they do during recessions. Big brands, and you guys can look this up, please do. But big brands and businesses who are growing into that eight, nine figures. And some of you may be like, oh my God, Nicole, like that's totally out of like what we're talking about, where my business is. Each of you, if you wanted that type of business, could make it happen. By the way, that's a thing. There is a way to get there, right? If that's where you want your business to go to. But I feel like this is really insightful because all of those brands put so much money, so much more money into advertising and paid outlets. Now, it may not be all on social media, right? A lot of it is traditional type of means, but they put so much more money. Yeah, we increase spending in corporate when sales are down. Yeah, when sales are down. And you guys want to know why? Because the people, yes, they may not be buying as much, but they are watching. They're subconsciously absorbing all of this. A lot of people, like I just said, will stop their advertising. So these bigger people have more people to hit and be top of mind. So when you think about advertising during a riskier time, or maybe your revenue isn't scaling like it was the past couple of times, just know there are also a lot of people who have scaled back, who have stopped, and you're backwardsing your business. You're doing the rolling backwards instead of the rolling forward. And so if you add paid media to your strategy, and maybe more than if you haven't been doing it before, right? You're adding it to start. All you're doing is helping your business continue to grow and scale once the market and things go back up. This is just a little blip of what we're doing. So wanted to tell you that story. We had that whole conversation and they're like, it's really amazing to look at that and to realize, wow, even when they were cutting like employees or different roles in their businesses, they were adding more money to their paid marketing because they knew the effects it was going to have. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is like you were just saying, other people are stopping it, which means you have more mind share that you can grab because they're getting hit with less messaging because other small businesses are pulling back or they're not spending. So there's just more eyeballs and opportunity and space and basically inventory. Like when you think about putting ads on Facebook, there's only so much inventory, only so many ads that Facebook is going to put in someone's feed at one time. It's the same way with digital advertising. Like do people still do AdSense? Yeah, kind of. You go to websites. There's only so many spaces for an ad to live. And that is why it is an auction. The person who will pay more, <laughs> right, is going to win more spots. And so you've got more inventory when fewer people are advertising. So it is in your best interest, especially as a small business, to be the 1% that does the different thing. And you can stand out and win. I think, too, the thing that we have to remember is like, yes, fear is a feeling, but fear is also contagious. By the way, it's been scientifically proven 
that fear is contagious, which is interesting as a feeling. But I also believe that that could be a feeling that anything could be contagious in a sense, right? Like joy, happiness, whatever. A hundred percent is actually. Yeah, I think it is. Like I used to have this conversation with my husband when I was still working my full-time job and things were really crazy and stressful. And he was so busy because it was like pandemic. People were leaving California in droves. It was his busiest time ever. We were both so stressed. And we would like just come home and bitch and vent to each other. And I'm like, all this is doing is making both of us more unhappy. Like it's not relieving stress, it's creating more. So we need to like stop (laughs) reveling in this trash that we're feeling right now and start focusing on the positive things. Like that's why gratitude is a thing. So yes, I 100% believe that that is true. And obviously, I like to say every feeling is valid. We're feeling it for a reason. We're needing to learn from it. But when you let fear dictate your business choices, the likelihood of your business not growing the way you want it to grow is probably about 100% because we're not letting data, we're not letting the true facts dictate what we're doing for our business. And so when you think of ads and you have a little fear come up, It's not because it's not going to work, you guys. It's fear of the unknown, fear of whether you can do it, fear of all these things. And the reason that we love the lounge and the reason we have all of these courses and the Facebook ads course is in there, the reason we have it for 47 bucks is so that fear doesn't stop you guys from trying. That fear isn't the reason that you're saying, oh, this isn't going to work for me because you just don't have the right tools in your tool belt yet. And that's what the lounge is. 47 bucks a month. It's allowing that tool belt, but it's really helpful for you guys who are wanting to start out ads and test them, especially during the best time to test them. Because that course, what, is seven hours, maybe? I have like eight modules and a couple of bonus modules. It's not a ton of time. I think they're between 30 to 40 minutes long, each module I have. And we have to speak about our lounge members who are doing this. We have members who are doing this right now who've never run ads before or who have run ads without training and have not seen success, seeing success right now and learning and tweaking and growing and doing lead gen ads and getting sales, right? We're asking for emails. Yeah. And lead gen ads are dirt cheap because you're not asking for very much. So they cost way less. And people are coming to that landing page to sign up for whatever offer we're trying to give them. But guess what? They're just going to the nav bar and they're shopping right away. And so they're getting sales for like two bucks a lead or something crazy. It's amazing. And even there's another one. And this was the one I was talking about who was testing video with static and like the videos are just not performing. But she's, I think, spent $30 and gotten four sales on a $100 product. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what can happen when you have the right direction and you're fully supported, obviously, through that course and through the lounge. But this is the difference of members in the lounge. And I can say this because I sell the course by itself. All of our courses, right? People can buy separately or they can buy pretty much in the membership. Yeah, it's way cheaper to just go in the membership. Yeah. And you get us. (laughs) You get us, right? That support every day. But it's crazy to see the difference because the people who join the lounge and take the courses, 
they actually implement it a lot more because a lot of people ask me this. They're like, well, maybe I'm not a membership person or why should I join a membership, right? It's a monthly payment, blah, blah, blah. First off, 47 bucks, so you're gonna make your money back. But second, you're actually a lot more inclined in that type of environment than if you buy it one off to do the work. Yeah, I'm guilty of this too. I have courses that I've never even opened. Yep, and for us, that's our main goal. We want them to be something you're utilizing and using But now it's kind of just to test, no pressure, right? The thing about ads that I love to say, though, is think of it as something that you want to continuously do. Because if you continuously do ads, just like you've continuously invested in your business, your email, your social media, you're going to continuously see that compounding effect of it helping your business grow. We have a mutual client that is so close to hitting $4 million in revenue from ads. Four million in 26 months of doing paid advertising. It is insane. Like, it's a fraction of what they've spent, you guys. I think it's like an eight point something return currently. And that's just what those first time people have spent on ads, like, not all the repeat business she got from that. It is including repeat now. Oh, okay. For first time, we're at two million. Still, like, that's crazy. Yes crazy in two years basically mm-hmm. in two years yeah and I remember she was so afraid to get started we were talking about that the other day and what I love about ads and what I'm having to learn through that process when I work with done for you clients as well is I'm kind of like working on healing the mindset there's a lot of work that goes into the mindset of it and trusting and having faith that it's doing all the things that we want it to do But when we give it that, right, and it's why I only have a certain level of clients and why I partner with them, because when we give it the opportunity to do supposed to do and believe that we're doing the right stuff, this shit can happen. And it's mind blowing, mind blowing. And it's not something that has to take everything from your business or spend all of the money you're making in your business. Not even close. No, she actually pays herself more now than she ever did before. Yeah. And that's the thing. Obviously, that's not going to happen for everybody right off the bat. Yeah. Mind you, she already had a really good business and she spends a lot of money on ads, but it's what is possible. But like we have lounge members who they're spending 500 bucks a month, but they're making sales and they're making money and they're building their email list and those people are coming back. So if you're doing ads, I wanted you to walk away to say, okay, I should do lead gen for whatever my sale is and then do my retargeting. Like I want something actionable for you today. But also if you have been hesitant or thinking about it or you're unsure, you're not comfortable, you don't think you should invest. Like I want you to hear these stories so that you really do understand what's possible. And I've talked about this before and I'm even getting more and more in this mindset as I'm seeing what's happening in the space and all the small businesses that are struggling and the organic reach is such trash. Like, it's just trash. It makes me so (laughs) angry, you know? Yeah. It's just trash. But like, sometimes you just have to pay to play and there's nothing wrong with that. That is the capitalistic society that we live in. You just have to pay to play. And like, who cares? So just pay to play. So that you can pay yourself more, you can live the life you want to live, and then you get to do with that money whatever feels good for you. Yes. 
money is good in good hands, right? Yes, exactly. So that's what we preach. Yeah. And even like this is not paid ad specific, but I was a guest on another podcast and I was telling them a story about a story that (laughs) one of my clients told me and how she's been thinking about getting on Amazon and kind of dragging her feet. And she did eventually reveal that part of her was like afraid of what the small business community was going to think like, oh, you're a sellout. You got on Amazon. But the truth is that's where the customers are at. So it's not selling out. It's a strategic business move so that you can generate more revenue, put more money in your pocket so that you can go do good things with your money. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's definitely a partial mindset shift that needs to happen, I think, too. Yeah. You know, you guys, if people aren't paying your bills, their opinions aren't really that important, to be completely honest. (laughs) hundred percent. It's hard to say. And like, sometimes I can sound aggressive, but it's something I've dived into a lot of that this year and the personal growth and like the mindset of it all, but also being like, you know what? That's not how I want to run my business. I don't want to be working myself to death because I want to do it all organically or I need to hire all of these people. I'm willing to pay to play so that that paycheck, I can pay my team. I can pay my partners. I have plenty to do for my nonprofits I'm involved in. I can save for my future family I want to have. There's a lot there that I'm doing good with. And I think that's important for all of you guys to know, too. Why does more have to be bad? It doesn't have to be. Yeah, 100%. I went through the same thing when Mike and I were talking about potentially buying a place. And we're like, oh, my God, we're never going to be able to do it in California. The prices are insane. And I'm like, God, even if I could, do I really want to pay like a million dollars for 1,200 square feet? That is just stupid. And we were talking about where else would we go live? And I remember, and I get it, like he has a really big family. My mom moved here a few years ago. She was like, all my kids live in California. I guess I'm going to go to California. And they would have opinions on it. And I was like, look, unless you're buying it for us, you don't get a say. Yes. (laughs) Like, if you want to buy us a place here, cool, we'll stay. But I don't see you ponying up. Now, granted, my mom did help us out with the down payment. And my father-in-law helped us out with a lot of shit once we got in. But like, at the end of the day, it was like, we just had to make the decision that was right for us. And that's what you guys have to do, too. Yep for your business, for your life, for your family. And this is something that is so important. And obviously we're going into mindset a little bit, but I think it's really important with ads because ads triggers the F out of you guys. It will. <laughs> You'll be like, ah, then what I'm fucking doing. It will trigger you so, so much. And it's good because you're working on yourself. But like the mindset of it all too, like it's really important to believe in yourself and to go to that next level and to say, you know what? Like, With my money and with these things, this is what's going to help me do X. And I'm going to be able to be really empowered with that decision and grow the business that I want to grow. And I just think we get so caught up in, oh, am I going to get this ROI and this return and it needs to be this or it doesn't work? That's not how life is. Life is very fluid. And you need to do that in your business too, right? Yeah. And I think another thing too is, And this is not to knock any other online educators or anything like that, but there's so many people out there who will be like, grow your e-commerce business without ads. 
as if ads are a bad thing. And so I think it has just kind of permeated a lot of our brains. And, you know, it's happened to me too. And like I said, this last two years and just really seeing how that hesitance to try is holding people back. And so there is no right or wrong way to do this. There is no right or wrong way to run your business. You get to do what's good for you. But at the end of the day, just think of it as outsourcing to another employee. If you could just hire another employee so that you could spend more time with your family, go on vacation, sleep in, not have to work yourself to death, and still make the money you need to make, would you do it? Yes, probably. (laughs) So think of paid ads as a marketing employee. They're your partner. They're trying to go out there and find you customers. They're the shopping center that you pay higher rent for so that you get foot traffic or the A-frame that you put out your front door so customers will see your latest sale when they walk by. They're not inherently bad. No, they are not. It works. It gets you in front of people that want your products, They want your products, but they wouldn't have found you organically. With that being said, you guys, if you're worried about time, because a lot of us are like, I'm too busy, which most of the time we are too busy. With that being said, if you're worried about it, what are there things that you're doing in your business that are not making you money? Posting on social every day. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be brutally honest with yourself to do this. But what are things where you could take your time back and just invest a couple of hours a week in ads? It really is a couple of hours if you're not spending 5,000 plus and you don't have all of these different funnels that you're wanting to create with ads because you don't have to complicate it. That's what an agency is for. That's what they're there to help you with. But when you're doing it yourself, it does not have to take a lot of time and it makes you so much more money. You can actually see it coming in. That ad has gotten me five leads for $2. Wow. Oh, that person bought from that ad. Wow. Like it's so empowering too. Even when you're going through all of the triggering moments that ads brings you through. And I love that for my clients. I love that it's making us better. And it's also helping you understand the risk versus reward. People who are willing to risk things, yeah, sometimes it does not work out, but sometimes it works out amazingly. And I would say most people who believe it's going to work out, it does. Oh my gosh. So much mindset in all of this stuff. And we talk about this all the time. And like one of the things we definitely want to find like a good partner in 2024 for the lounge is to talk about more mindset stuff because I feel like I'm like, just grow panties and do it. Like, I don't think that's super helpful. No. But that's about all I have to offer, I feel like, because it is such like a really big part of it, even if we're unaware. I was just having a conversation with someone the other day and we were kind of talking about like the things I want to do, but like I haven't done. And she asked me why. And I just said, you know what? Because I'm afraid people aren't going to buy it. That's the real truth of it. And so the only one that can fix that is me. And that just comes up so much in all of our businesses. And sometimes we don't even notice until someone else is there to point it out. (laughs) To ask us why, because that's the thing. It's money, 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 (laughs) money is very triggering, but so is like our self-doubt, you know, and our own personal criticism and worrying, well, okay, these people that I've curated on my email list and organically love my stuff, 
But if I push it out to more people, are they going to hate it? Or are they also going to love it? And the thing you have to remember is if you've already curated that audience organically, first off, great job, because that's obviously very hard nowadays. But they're out there more. Like more of them are out there. You're going to hit them. You're going to hit the people who love it more than you're going to hit the people who it's not for. A hundred percent. And look, ads will amplify what is already happening in your business, good or bad. So if things are good and you have people who love it and come back and shop with you, Facebook's going to find those people. Excuse me. Meta is going to find those people and just find more of them. There's even one of the reviews on my podcast on Apple says, found this podcast through an ad. So grateful. That's another thing to think about is there's someone out there waiting to find a product like yours, but they can't see you on social because social is trash. (laughs) I just love this so much. (laughs) That's going to be my new catchphrase. Social is trash. But If you can just put a couple bucks behind it to get it in front of them, like they're going to be so grateful that they found the solution, the thing, the perfect gift, whatever it is that they're looking for. And so, you know, you're kind of doing them a disservice if you don't put yourself out there. Okay. Any last words of wisdom before we go in terms of doing ads in Q4 specifically? Yeah, just join the lounge and you'll get it all figured out. And I think that's really important. If you're worried about it, you're wanting to test it. The lounge is a space for you guys, 47 bucks a month. We have about 100 people already in there. You're going to be in a safe space, a conducive space. You'll have access to Jessica and I. We also have access to strategy calls for 47 bucks a month. So it's just a must. My words of wisdom when it does come to ads and just honestly anything in business is when you're setting a strong expectation for something, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. And as human beings, I think it's really important for us to be aware of this because I want to set myself up for happiness, success, attainable goals. So for you, if you're going into ads thinking that it needs to do X or it's a failure, it's not going to work for you. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be painful. But if you go into ads saying, I'm wanting to try out a new revenue source for my marketing strategies. And I have hope that it's going to help me elevate my email list with new people. It's going to make it more sales. It's going to be a game changer for how you approach it and the success that you see. So be very aware of the expectations you're putting on things, because not only is it going to help you approach that differently, it's going to help you actually see the successes that are happening instead of be torn down for what you think should be happening. It's a really great point. And look, every business is going to perform a little bit different on ads. It's going to depend on your customer and your product and your budget and your competition and the life of your customer. Like they're busy. Do they have kids? Are they working moms? Like there's just so many variables in it. So I think ultimately at the end of the day, as long as you are breaking even, or even if you're just losing a little smidge that you're making up for like on the next sale, I think you're good and you need to just keep testing and moving forward. And the more data you get, the better your ads will be. And it just takes a little bit of time when you're working just to give them kind of a time frame. when you're working one on one, let's pretend they weren't paying your fee. How long before they are profitable typically, like through the testing and all of that? 
If they weren't paying my fee really quickly, it depends on how much you're going to spend. But let's say if you're spending $3,500 a month on ads, you should be profitable by the end of that month or month two, especially if you don't have a fee associated with that. Include your time, right? That is important to include. But it's honestly, you can do it really quickly. And that's something that I remind my clients all the time. It's about your intention, how much you're spending too, how quickly you're making those tweaks in spending. Now, if you were to start out doing it yourself at the recommended budget of 1500 that I say, if you're doing conversion, you'll be probable by the end of month three, which is usually my goal for all of my clients is 90 days. And that should give you enough budget, enough time. But again, more budget, less time, faster results. Yeah, 100%. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for coming back here and schooling us on all of this. You guys listening, if you're ready to try ads, it is okay to start them in Q4. They're probably going to be less expensive than you think to actually get results. Just come join us in the lounge, ecommercebadassery.com forward slash membership. You get Nicole's full course. You get daily access to Nicole and I. You can ask questions anytime. You can book calls with us. You can learn all about it on the sign up page. We really don't recommend that you go it alone. If you're not ready for whatever reason to join the lounge, then like just wait. Don't do ads if you've never done them. But maybe you've been doing ads on your own successfully and you're not really sure how to adjust you can probably put a little bit more money into them as long as you maintain that profitability. So don't be afraid to do that in Q4 as well. And then a new thing since you've been on the show the last time, I have mentioned this, but tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so I have a podcast that I launched in July of 2022. So we've now been well over a year, almost a year and a half. And I love it. It's called Master Making Money with Your Marketing because I love alliteration and I love making money with our marketing. So money is a huge thing that I talk about. And I talk a lot about ads and just marketing strategy over there. And I always refer back to Jessica's stuff. So it's a really great space to kind of combine. And I try to make those short and sweet and actionable type of things, but would love to have you guys over there. It's something I'm really having fun with and enjoying. And hopefully I can have Jess on there soon so we can chat more, but you'll get a lot of us, you guys, and just appreciate you listening and starting ads because I know you're going to do it. Yes, please do it. <laughs> and joining the lounge. I know that that's what they're going to do. <laughs> this is your subliminal messaging. <laughs> do it now. Well, thank you again, Nicole, for being here. I'll put all of her links in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. I so appreciate that you are here with us. If you do start ads, please let us know. We'd be so excited to hear about it and your success. I hope you have a kick-ass rest of your day and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.